0: coming at you with the ninth episode of the MXG pod so this is take two I tried to record this last night and it I was overtired I really don't know how it went I haven't even watched it back so I just figured I'd do it again Uh, today on the podcast (coughs) I'm gonna I'm gonna so recently on Twitter I came across one of those Twitter things. It was like, you know, send me a you know, uh, reply to this tweet with an emoji, and uh, and we'll, uh, you know, I'll send you a list of questions, and then you you answer them and post that as the tweet. Well, I did that to someone I follow, who will remain unnamed uh, due to requests. However, I am going to read the questions and I'm going to answer them here, now. So I'm gonna do that. So, in six months, you have already, or have you already, or six months, basically it's asking questions about what you've done in the six months. Number one. Have you hugged someone? Yeah, I've hugged many people. Uh yes. Number two, someone asked you out. Um I'm a, I'm a bit naive of a guy. Sometimes I play naive and sometimes that spills over into actually being naive. So maybe I wouldn't know. Have you regretted something? I mean, I'm alive, aren't I? Kissed someone of the same gender. No. No, I have not. I actually... That's something I used to do back in the day. I don't know if I had fun with it or necessarily if I liked it, but... uh. I, you know, I like the shock value of it. I really did think that was like fun. I, like people would just freak out and be like, "Ah, you're kissing another guy!" And I just look at them and be like, "So what the fuck of it?" <laughs> Kissed. Yes, I have. I have made out with uh, with one person. Yeah, I think I've only made out with one person so far this year. Smoked. Weed, fucking a lot of it. A lot of marijuana. Yes, I have smoked. I've smoked all day, every day this year. I don't think I've never not smoked a day. Made new friends. Yes, more than likely. Um no one I could I couldn't probably name it off the top of my head but um you know I have, I have several new acquaintances people I, I stay in touch with in a network so that's that's pretty cool got wasted on alcohol yes but not on purpose um turns out I'm a bit of a light Lucy But uh recently the last couple of times I tried to drink some wine it it depends on the brand like I could do like like, okay, the uh, the Barefoot Zinfandel, White Zinfandel, I could drink a whole bottle of that, wake up in the morning, fine. But if I drink the Behringer White Zinfandel, even just a little bit of that, I wake up in the morning, dry as shit, feeling like I got hit in the head with a bat. Went out to parties. No. I don't think I've gone to any parties this year, yet. Have you drank alcohol? Yes fell in love yes but like not in a a romantic or sexual way um i consider myself i well i consider myself a romantic let me put it that way uh, i haven't fell in love with like a person or anything or the idea of a person or anything like that but like i have just fallen in love with like like experiences moments uh just weird though. I'm I'm in love. I'm in love with life, kind of. Uh, that's a really like fucking douchey answer, but yeah, yeah. I have fallen in love with with myself, with life, with all the good things it has to offer. Taking drugs? Nope. Other than the marijuanas, I have not taken any drugs this year. Um, some muscle relaxers for my sciatica every now and again. Those fucking put me to sleep. Met someone special? More than likely, I'm not willing to answer that one specifically because I wouldn't know if they're special yet, just due to the nature of life and existence. I think I need a little bit more time to figure out who is special and who isn't. Yeah, that's just how things work. A lot of those, I feel like that's one of those answers you won't be able to tell. That's one of those answers you won't be able to answer. That's one of those questions you won't be able to answer without hindsight. Lost a friend. Yes. I have lost, uh, I, I, have, yeah, I've lost friends this year. Uh, my oldest dog just died recently, Bailey. We had her since 2005, late 2005, and she died in May. Um,. I've had a couple of dogs die over the years. It's just, it never never really gets easier Um, Was were in the last six were you deluded? I mean probably more than likely probably saw myself in some you know Embarking on some sort of a planner situation or something that worked out you know in my favor that just has either didn't happen or hasn't happened yet or can't happen because you know it's a, it's a fantasy. Got deeply disappointed. I mean, yeah, all the time. I'm I'm human, aren't I? <laughs> Make out with at least five people. <laughs> no. Have you traveled? I went to North Carolina at the beginning of May. That was fun. Would you relive the last five years? Yes and no. There are certain events I'd like to see from a third-person perspective. Like, I wouldn't even change anything about them that's happened. I would just like to be able to watch stuff that happened from the outside knowing what I know now looking looking back down you know, looking back down on certain situations but I wouldn't change anything so in that way no like like I don't if anyone asked me hey were the last 5 years so great you would just want to do them all over again like no there were parts of them that were good there were parts of them that weren't and that's just how the dominoes fall Yeah, I don't I, I don't regret anything. That was Twitter questions. And uh that was that was a fun fun little thing for me to think about when I was when I was filling out the questions. I I genuinely had to think because you know you only have like what is it? 280 characters on Twitter now. So like a lot of them just had to be yes or no questions and I had to find the most simple way to distill my answers down, some of those complex answers into one or two words each so I liked that and I didn't like that but I I do like, it's just like a stupid Twitter chain thread but it is pretty cool how it uh, provoked I guess that kind of thought in me. So moving along <clears throat> I want to talk about a little bit of music um recently I've been listening to M.I.A a lot I've tried to refrain from talking about her too too much on the podcast because I, I do have a project that I'm working on uh concerning her music but I do want to say that you know her very first album Our Lar, I've been listening to recently and uh I just I like it a lot it's a it came out in 2005 and in a lot of ways it's very time-locked in 2005 but also in other ways it has a timeless feel to it like uh, the song Bucky Dungun is so like like glitchy computer 2004 5 like you know electronic club music it's like it's almost bad it's almost really really bad but i like it a lot (laughs) i don't know what the fuck m.i.a is doing with her voice in this song but like she switches between like being like an annoying nasally cheerleader and actually like like on the choruses she kind of has like this annoying like nasally cheerleader chant like going on but then on the verses, she actually kind of has this almost like sensual, like, sexual, like, like, delivery. It's it's very, very sultry, actually. And then on the next song, Sun Showers, uh, I just really like the chorus. It's how she sings in her upper register. She just has a very, very sweet-sounding uh, falsetto. Uh... I love I love I love women, I love women like uh, women singers. It's just something that's so much more satisfying about a woman's voice. Uh, there are men who sing very good, but I just I prefer hearing women sing. To be honest, it's just more. It's more soothing. It's more empowering. It's more energizing. It's more relaxing. It just it just does it for me. Another song on this album that I like a lot is uh, the the song Bingo. Bingo. It has a nice like mid tempo like uh, like uh, uh, it's like a mid tempo hip hop kind of like like indie rock song. I don't want to. I don't like putting labels on things, but it is it is a very fun song. It's got a nice beat. And again, just is just kind of, kind of catchy. I mean, M- Mia knows how to do those catchy choruses. Uh, the song "Ombre." This song, again, to some people it might just be really bad. Like, she's very pitchy and nasally on the chorus. Like, excuse me, little ombre, take my like. Okay, maybe maybe it's not that bad as I'm like making it out to be. But then she has this part where she's just like going like I I don't I don't know how to describe it. You should listen to it and see what you think about that. That's Ombre from the Hour album by Artist M.I.A. And the last song I just want to mention from that album is the song U.R.A.Q.T. Literally the capital letters Um, U.R.A.Q.T. This has a really catchy chorus. I fucking love that. It's got some like old school like horn sample in the background. It sounds like it's a theme from a TV show. I wanna say Sanford and Son, but I could be wrong. I haven't looked up any of the information on it. I just I'm just going by like ear and memory. But it is very catchy. Uh dun, 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 dun. and again, just uh you know, catchy catchy sticky melody on the chorus. Uh she, she's she's very good at that. So yeah, that's a a good album. I like that from front to back, and uh, be on the lookout for an M.I.A. project coming from me soon. Uh, The next project I wanna talk about is by Lil Nas X. He just released his new EP titled Seven. I like this thing from back to front, track for track. I'm not gonna review the fucking whole thing and go song by song and tell you what I like. Just check it out, okay? I gave it like a really it's a it's a, you know, I'm going to uh you going to do the Anthony Fantano here. What's up? It's your boy Wanthony Sanchez Tano. No, I'm just kidding. Don't don't no, don't. don't. <laughs> but no, for real it is a very good EP and if I had to give it a rating, which I don't like to do, I'd give it a a very strong eight to a light nine I, I enjoy this thing i enjoy every song on it and i remember bits and pieces from all over the project even though i don't remember it yet but i i'm telling you within another week or two i will have listened to this enough to memorize it front to back um the song family the a is replaced by a nine but it's family parentheses you and me it's produced by Travis Barker. He plays the drums on it. It's got like this garagey punk feel to it. It almost feels like a like a Foxborough Hot Tubs with uh song. Foxborough Hot Tubs was Green Day side Project back in like two thousand nine or something. They did like garage rock. Um it also sounds like it like like, you know, speak. Uh, may- maybe the strokes. I don't I don't really know the strokes too well, I couldn't tell you, but yeah, it just has a fun grouchy, like mid 2000s punk feel to it. Um I didn't expect that on a hip hop EP. And also the song Bring You Down has like this early to mid 90s grunge influence. Again, just something I didn't expect on a hip hop EP. It's just it's very good. The whole thing is just multi-genre. Uh Like, like, it's just, it's all over the place, and it, it, like, in a good way, though. A lot of influences, a lot of great sounds, a lot of unique shit going on. Lil Nas X is a talented, uh, young man with a great personality, and I just, I can't wait to see what, what comes next from him, um, oh yeah, and, uh, I'm recording this the day after he came out, um, so, that's cool, you know, drink to that. It's also the one year anniversary of when uh, Janelle Monet came out as pansexual. Anybody who knows me knows I, I love I loves me some Janelle Monet. I fucks with some Janelle Monet. She's my girl, she's my sweetheart, she's my wife, she's my idol. <laughs> but yeah, so so that that's cool, you know, and just I'm I'm always a big fan of that. And uh, the last thing I want to mention is just I've been listening to uh, Ellie Goulding. She has a couple new singles out. Uh, song 16, which has kind of like a nostalgic, like, you know, feel to it. She's lyrics about falling asleep on someone's chest, well, dreaming about forever. It, it it did make me a little bit... It did make me a little bit nostalgic for the days of my first... Of my very first relationship. Uh, Made me made me uh, it definitely put me in my feelings in a way that I wasn't ready for took me out of myself and the other song that she put out recently is a song called flux it's just like a piano and string ballad this is another one when I want to say it could be very boring to some people and when I first heard it I thought oh this is just pianos and strings this is boring but then I listened to it a couple more times. For some reason, I just—I think it's just because I really like Ellie Goulding. I—I I couldn't tell you why I like Ellie Goulding. I just do. She—she she knows how to sing and hit those heartstrings. Um, but yeah, flux. Fucking. Oh man, she's singing, singing her heart out on the chorus. Man, uh, the lyrics go, "I'm still, I'm still in love with the idea of loving you. It's a state of flux, and it's not enough." Something. I can't remember all the lyrics. There's two different phrases. But it's touching. It gets to me. It turns me into a little teary-eyed bitch every time. I put on some headphones, get real high, and just fucking... <laughs> so... There's a fucking lawnmower going on outside. Moving right along, the next thing I want to talk about is uh, the the Mummy movies. Just the first two. I'm not going to talk about Tomb of the Dragon Emperor or whatever because I never saw that one. But uh I watched The Mummy and the Mummy Returns recently because they were on Netflix, and when I saw that they were gonna be taken off of Netflix on July 1st, I was like, Oh man, I gotta I gotta go watch these now. Cause I love those movies when I was a kid and I haven't seen them since I was a kid. And I feel like since I hadn't seen them since I was a kid. Like, since I haven't watched them since I have started to gain like an appreciation for movies, I, I didn't actually have an opinion about them. Like, I had memories and thoughts of them and, and things that I remembered the way certain parts made me feel. Like, you know, which parts scared me, which parts made me laugh, which parts I thought were awesome. But by and large, before I watched the movies, I just really didn't remember them. So I was kind of going in with the clean slate, which was nice in a way. I watched it with my youngest sister, she's 16, so she had never seen them before, I don't even know if she had heard of them to be honest. Need a tissue. No breaks, no breaks. No breaks, keep it going. Just like Jesse Piff said, you can't stop me, I grind with no breaks, no fucking tissue or nose blowing can stop me. So anyway, my sister had never heard of the mummy movies before. <laughs> so when we sat down and started watching these um just listening to her reactions was hilarious because I was I was reacting the same to a lot of things. Like, what the fuck is going on? This is awesome. Like there's so many things I could talk about with the two of these movies and I could be here all day. So I'm just going to try to try to Riff a couple things off the top of my head. Um, Brendan Fraser's main character um, is kind of a douchebag, kind of an asshole who's only interested in 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 his own self interest in the first movie at least and uh it's just very rare that you get you don't get characters like that anymore like a character that's just kind of like an arch broad asshole. And he's the main character. Like, people forget that Indiana Jones was, you know, a a fucking grave robber who, like, raped women. Okay, he didn't rape women, but he was very fucking rapey. Um, And I never did the math on Marianne Ravenwood, but I'm I'm pretty sure he might be a statutory kind of guy. But, anyway... The point being that there used to be a time in 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 cinema when we didn't get main characters that you were supposed to identify with, that you were supposed to feel for. Now everybody's got to be someone you can, someone that you can. Every character in the god, all goddamn twenty main characters in the in the Avengers movies. I love them, I really do. But for some reason, they all have some fucking humanizing element, and it's like, it's just too much. Like I don't, I don't want every character to be a goddamn human being. Sometimes it's nice to just have a cartoon character who just, you know, shoots guns like an idiot. I know, I'm, I know, I'm, I know, I'm already detouring here, but um, in in the movie Big Trouble in Little China, um, the whole point of that movie, Kurt Russell played this like cowboy American character who is like a tough talking, you know, one-lining badass, but. If you actually watch that movie again, he spends most of the movie getting his ass kicked and during the last scene he like shoots his gun up into the ceiling because he's a fucking asshole and knocks some fucking ceiling down on himself and spends most of the final fight, like, unconscious. So... Getting back to The Mummy, I just really did appreciate how Brendan Fraser's character was just not... Suppo- you're not supposed to identify with him. He's you. In fact, there are some times when you're like, okay, asshole move, bruv. Um, Rachel Weiss, I remember crushing on her hard when I was a kid, and I fucking know why. Big old titties, blue eyes, and that British accent. Yo, you can fucking take everything from me and i would i would let i would let a woman <laughs> like that do that um the character of art ardeath day across both movies oh my god this dude is bringing the fucking spice i can't remember what what race the the what ethnicity the the actor is who plays him but holy god this dude brings the arabian fucking nights feel in in just more ways than one. I'm not just saying that because of his ethnicity or his skin color. Like, his character really does bring, like, this, like, fucking, like, this, this, like, old school, like, desert, like, accent, Persian, like, thing. That's just so charming. The way he dresses, the way he talks, his mannerisms, he's so gentlemanly. But he also fights like a fucking badass. Speaking of badasses, Adewale... I'm not going to try to pronounce the rest of his name. Hey, Siri. Go ahead. Who is Adewale Akanuye Agbaje? It's not listening. I can't believe I just tried to do that on camera. I feel like an asshole. Well, if I didn't say his name right, I didn't say his name right. But Adewale... Um... An actor who goes back away He was in um he was in the Born Identity. He played Wombosi. Um, I just I I love that guy. I just love how he's been all over like in things ever since I was a kid. Didn't know who he was when I was a kid. So watching him and seeing watching the second the Mummy Returns and seeing him in the second one was just actually like a really fun like movie nerd moment for me. Um, <laughs> Dwayne Johnson in the second one. I remember to this day, now I didn't watch wrestling back in the day, but I do remember thinking like, oh god, like this dude is so big that even I know who he is and I don't watch wrestling and now he's going to be in a movie, like I can't wait to see this movie. So he shows up in the intro for five minutes, live action, you know, it's Dwayne Johnson and uh, he's uh, doing his thing. And then he disappears out of the movie. And then the movie goes on for a very long time. And he's not in it. And it keeps going on and he's not in it. And it keeps going on and he's not in it. And then when the movie... (laughs) So they get to, like, the final confrontation with the bad guy, the mummy. And, And... The mummy's trying to awaken the Scorpion King, played by Dwayne Johnson, because he can then defeat the Scorpion King, and then he can become the most powerful being in the land, or some shit. I don't fucking know. These movies don't make sense. And, and, then the movie almost forgets to have Dwayne Johnson in it, but then, a door opens, and a shadow is revealed, and it's a fucking... It's an early 2000s, like, PS2-ass-looking CGI render of Dwayne Johnson. And then, fucking, The Mummy. Um. I... Ah... ra Am I getting the right movie? I don't remember if that's The Mummy's name. And so The Mummy and, and Brandon Fraser are both fighting against the Scorpion King. And... The the <laughs> I, I, I jumped way ahead to the second one, I know. But there's this woman in the second one who who the mummy's in love with, and at one point he's like, Save me! And she's like, No. But like the whole previous two movies, it was like their love was eternal and they would do anything for each other. And then he's like my love, I need help. And she's like, fuck off, get the fuck out of here. I'm out, bitch, peace. Thanks for fucking resurrecting me. <laughs> I'm gonna go get some of that alive dick. <laughs> Has blood and a sack. Um, uh, what else did I like? The mummy of the first one. <clears throat> That that movie was that movie was very funny. I loved it. I it reminded me of a Tomb Raider game more than like a, it was kind of like dark and scary, but also kind of funny and kick ass. Uh, the mummy when he first comes back is like you know re- rendered in CGI and it's actually it's actually pretty good. The CGI in the first one is actually better than the second one. The CGI gets pretty fucking bad in the second one. Um. But when he first comes back, he's so grotesque looking. Like in the second one, when he comes back, it's kind of clean. It's kind of it's kind of not as gross looking. But um, in the first one, when he first come, when he first becomes resurrected, the effects are very very good, and it's so gross looking. The things that are just dangling off of him and stuff. And there's this hilarious scene where like Rachel Vice is like you know, standing, she's like, it's like in her face. And uh, Brendan Fraser comes running in from Oscar. He's like, oh, there you are, Evie. Her name is Evie. He's like, there you are, Evie. We gotta go. And then the bubby like makes a noise that like s- screams in Brendan Fraser's face. And I forgot about this part, but Brendan Fraser makes like the most ugly, overacting, hammy face, screams back at him. That fucking shoots it. I love these movies. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get them on Blu-ray. I'm definitely gonna get them on Blu-ray. Um, they're worth having, and they made me want to make. They made me want to make. Um, oh, last, last thing I want to say, the very end of the second one. Um, I was watching it. And I was like, wow, this is reminding me a lot of Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, which is actually another bad movie that I liked a lot. But, uh, yeah, like, there's swirling spinny shit in the location that they're at. And it's just CGI, but like, the CGI in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull at the end was kind of bad, but like, not entirely. Compared to The Mummy 2, which is terrible! Okay, so if Dwayne Johnson looks like a rendered PS2 cutscene, this looks like a non a like a non-loading pre-rendered cutscene, like the cutscenes in the very first Tomb Raider game quality, maybe even a bit lower. Like it was fuzzy, it was it was the colors bled together. There was no It was just gross looking like I know it's like oh it's a movie from like 2001 or whatever But there are movies in 2001 that had better CGI and special effects than that It just kind of seems like with as much money and talents as they had they could have Found a different way to visualize it maybe Like what room full of adults watched that disaster and said Good I like it so yeah, I definitely strongly recommend these movies. <clears throat> the last thing, ooh, do I want to talk about this? All right. All right, I'm going to go there. MXG podcast. I hope you're ready for the first the uh, Triple X segment. We're going to We're going to talk about pornography, baby. But we're going to talk about something in particular. Uh, I watch I watch a lot a lot of porn. I'm no stranger to uh, Pornhub, and it's a format. Um, and I've noticed there's a lot of strange names, a lot of strange tendencies. I've heard a lot of things said by the people because I'm one of those losers that actually watches watches the videos for, like, the quality, you know, the technical aspects. Um, <laughs> I'll sometimes watch the interviews before the action. And, uh, because I fucking hate myself. A- and I just, I... what What is up with people's... A lot of these names I can't tell if they're, like... A lot of them I want to be, like, oh, that that's definitely a fake name. But then there's others that are, like, kind of real. And it's, like... Uh -uh. but anyway there's this one guy and he's like in his early 30s and like I swear to god in every fucking video I've seen of him he's playing a fucking teenager who doesn't know what sex is you know what I'm not gonna say his name all I'm gonna say is that every time I see his goddamn motherfucking face I just have to shut the video off the problem is he he is very he is a very (laughs) he does have a very young innocent look to him he's an attractive guy and I, I just can't like I don't know man it's like he he almost looks too normal like, he just looks like a normal, he looks like somebody I would know. He looks like a friend I would have or something. And it's just really weird to me. Like, he doesn't look like anyone specifically that I know. He just looks like he has that normal guy quality. And it's hard for me to see that because it's like I'm looking at one of my friends naked. And like a... How the fuck do you be friends with somebody who does porn? Like I'm not saying that as like a virtue signaling thing. It's like everybody has their own thing. It's whatever. I just I just saying from my own perspective, from my porch. Like I, once you see someone naked, there's no coming back from that. You <laughs> know. Once I've seen your dick, it's hard for me to take you seriously, unless I was involved. But. I don't know I don't I don't know man. It's just like it's just like these people get naked and fuck on screen. There are fluids involved for God's shit sake. We're talking about internal body parts and mechanisms. That is not okay. And there's some dude with the goddamn camera just like Uh-huh. Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah, that looks good. That looks good. Can you You think you can get a little bit more up down action? You think you can Yeah, can you rock with it a little bit? Okay. Hey, um t- <laughs> Hey, Big, big Jim. <laughs> hey, Jim Bone, cuz that's your real name. Can you hold out for 45 seconds? I'm going to need her to pop that pussy. It's just its so weird. It's so weird. Who thinks I want to fuck people while people film it for a living? How do you get into that? Who thinks I want to take my camera and put it real close... To someone's junk. Who, 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 th- who thinks of that? Who thinks to put it all together? Who thinks? Hey, I want to tell the guys with the camera where to point at the people who I'm telling to fuck. <laughs> So, yeah, all human beings are disgusting because we all watch pornography, and we all like it, and we're all gross, and there just ain't nothing wrong with it. That's all I have to say about that. I'm going to do a couple of quick shout-outs. Recently, I went to spock summers secret show up in Providence. That was mad chill. Um, I got got an invite, so it was cool being part of like a small select group. Of people who support local local arts that was very cool and interesting you know got to see Jesse the tree perform got to see last child do a little got to do a little something something. got to see Spocka perform got to hang out talk to some cool people that was really fun got super fucking high had some plans afterwards that fell through so then I went down and stopped at Telemore Tavern on the way home uh, because I was hoping to see Ron Fish and Jordan Schoen are two very important people in the local social scene here in uh, Southern Rhode Island. Um, Ron Fish is going to be moving on and doing some interesting things with his life soon. So I just want to say congratulations to Ron. And congratulations to Jordan for having one of the fastest growing businesses in uh, the Rhode Island area. That's very impressive. Um, Anyway, that's that. MXG Pod signing out for now.